All right, welcome everybody. This is What's Up For You and it's February 14th, 2023. So again, happy Valentine's Day. And uh, we'll see if we can't like bring a little love in today. So see what happens. Let me just check in with everybody and see if there's something that I can offer before we even get started while Sharon's getting the questions set up. And then we'll kind of go from there. Um, So I'll just speak from my point of view today anyway. It's a, um, it, it's a change-making kind of day, you might say. It's, there's a lot of energy shifting and moving and a, a, fair amount of, a fair amount of intensity as well. And so this piece of, again, just reminder, 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 being careful, being easy, being gentle with ourselves, having that love and compassion for when whatever arises, arises, because, you know, it's, it's there purposefully. And to me, anyway, it feels like what's there, especially in this now moment, is deep. It's purposeful because it's unwinding something really deep. And so we want to just be as kind to ourselves in the process as we possibly can. So Sharon, do you have something for me? Yes, I do. All right. Um, I have two questions around this. They're a little bit different, but we're going to start with this one. It says, I have noticeable pain between my left shoulder blade. Can you give me some energetic insights around the root cause of this? Yes. So what you're showing me is so the heart energy is being restructured, okay? It's um, our heart energy is being restructured. And as that heart energy restructures, it broadcasts out across the shoulders, down the arms. It can start really unwinding the things that we have held on our shoulders, the things that we thought we had to hold on to. And one way or another, it's going, Yeah. So one of the things that's really helpful to do right now is, is just be present in that heart. Um, yeah, be present in that heart energy, offering, again, what we were talking about just a minute ago, love and compassion, back to that heart. Um, you might even go into that heart chakra, and um, I think it's, is it yam, um, yam? is the seed mantra for the heart. Um, so that might be something that might be able to be used as well, but I would, I would really support that energy and literally seeing it radiate out and keep moving down across the shoulders and all the way down the arms, out the fingertips. Yep, it looks to me like something that has been there for a really long time is just trying to move out. All right. And I this one I think is going with it as well. So I'm going to read it. I hope you're doing well. I am having issues with my left shoulder and arm. I have limited mobility and there is a great deal of pain and weakness. I feel there is an energy block that it needs to move and I appreciate your guidance. So Yeah, I, I would absolutely say about the same thing just to, um, we'll look and see if there's anything more specific there. But again, you know, that left arm and that ability to receive, you know, that ability to actually take in and receive what is loving, what is nurturing, what is supporting for you. 
um, in any way that that might have gotten frozen, tensed up over time. It's thawing is basically what's going on right now. This pain in our body, we don't want to make it wrong. It's not, it's not wrong. It's served a really amazing purpose for us. And it's attempting to change and move. So anything that would be changing and moving in our lives, we don't want to turn around and say, you're doing a terrible job or, or you're not, you don't have this right. You know, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why am I feeling like this? Instead, you know, really thanking that part of your body to, from bringing this to your attention and letting that energy just start moving. But yeah, it feels the same heart to shoulder down the arm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This question is, I'm wondering about the energy of acquiring brain injury, in this case, severe concussion. And I'm connected with struggling considerably with the neurodiversity caused by head injury and to how to support somebody. Is Oh, so, so, to support somebody. Okay. So, um, so, you know, we're really moving into a time now where we're, we're moving out of fix it mode. You know, I'm trying to fix something and into creation mode. And as we move into creation mode, we really want to ask ourselves questions like, in this case, like, what would you like to experience around this individual? So you, we all like to think that we can create change in others. And there's, there's some truth to that. We can create change in others, but we can create change in others to the, to the degree that we've kind of created that, that space for ourselves. So what I mean here is that when you're interacting with this individual and this individual is having the challenges that come with a concussion or an acquired brain injury, what is it that you actually want for, for him or her? What you want is maybe clarity of thought. What you want is calm and relaxation. Maybe what you want is the ability to, um, to regulate um, whatever feels dysregulated. So if those are the things that we want for this individual, can we place ourselves in, I like to, I like spheres, you know, so I like to place myself in a sphere of that energy and really feel into it. Let me feel into the space of this person being clear and coherent and, you know, um, and then what will happen is because you've created that vibrational space, the individual that you're working with will be able to take from that space and use it in whatever way they see fit. Yep. Whereas if we're seeing that individual as, okay, there's something wrong, there's something broken, got to fix that, we're creating that as part of a field. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's some pretty miraculous things that can happen, honestly, when we actually choose to create the field that we want to experience with anybody. Yeah, it's either going to kick them out of our experience because it's not something that we can engage with, or it's going to bring them really close. Yeah. Okay, this question is, how can we differentiate 
differentiate between the reason of meltdown for meltdowns or dysregulating being energy related or medical. We have evolved personally a lot after knowing awesomeism and, and live in a high vibrational state and see amazing things with our son, but still the unpredictability of self-interest behaviors are still there. How would best be handled that? Um, we're going to do a deep dive into creation today um, because again, when any of us have a repeated pattern of with somebody where, you know, especially with somebody who's self-interest, and especially if you're that parent, I mean, there's not a parent on the planet that wants to see their child in that state, you know, it's like, and so we can understand, we can have compassion for that part of ourselves that just wants that to stop, right? And we can also have compassion for that part of ourselves that might want to immediately go into fix it mode you know, around self-injurious behaviors. Like I say, there's not a parent that wants their child to be hurt. What I am going to suggest, however, is that, that we kind of take a step back when we can. I mean, there's always going to be moments when you just have to help whatever is going on, right? You have to address what's going on. But I'd also like to highly suggest that we spend time and energy and focus in what is it that we would actually like to create. And so again, what does it feel like after you've had a day where your child has not been self-injurious at all? What does it feel like in your body? What, what can you imagine that you might be saying or doing or expressing because he made it through a whole day without ever harming himself um, in any way, right? So the combination between compassion for yourself for feeling what you're feeling and then stepping into creator mode is a flipping powerful, it's a flipping powerful model, you might say. And, um, and it does take practice. It does take, it does take compassion and it does take filling up that field with what you, and maybe you've never had an experience where you haven't made it through a day without self-injurious behavior. And so let's imagine what that might be like. Just we're, we're literally teaching the body how to have a new experience, right? And as we teach our bodies, our bodies, how to have a new experience, <clears throat> we can't help but offer that to the kids, right? Remember, these kids are highly energetically sensitive. So the beautiful part about that is when we create a, a space for them to draw from, they're going to be paying attention to that energy and they're going to draw from it. This question is, I'm currently living back in the town where I grew up at, up as I chose at the point to be closer to particular family members. However, I find the environment, an industrial town, quite insular. Plus, there's, there's the added dynamic of revisiting my own childhood and adolescence. I feel an energetic cloud around me here. Can you give some insights? Yes, but it's going to be the same insight, I think. Um, it's, we're just going to get this drilled in in all kinds of different ways. And I think that that's really important here. 
So one, let's consider that there are forces bigger than us that move us in all kinds of places and spaces. You know, it's like, we like to say, I decided to go back to be closer to family members, but what is the I that made that decision? You know, I decided to move back and then I get back to this space and I feel isolated or insular and I feel a little bit overwhelmed by some of the, the things that are coming up because of uh, being with family members, right? And so, so there's a couple of different things going on here. One, it's clear that all of those, uh, how do I wanna say, all of those early conditionings, you might say, are rising up to the surface and no better place than with our parents to have that happen. I'm gonna be with all of my family this coming weekend at a, at a wedding. So we'll get to see how this, how this all plays out. Um, but so anytime we are with family, that is, those are usually the people that imprinted us in the first place. So again, we can have some love and compassion for ourselves in the fact that if those are the people that did the imprinting, and if we have tried to move away from that imprinting for you know probably our whole lives, we've tried to um, integrate that imprinting. It makes sense that when we're in that environment, that's where it's really going to get triggered. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity to acknowledge, you know, what's being triggered, what you're aware of now that you might not have been aware of, you know, when you were a little person and getting uh, imprinted with some of those beliefs in the same in the first place. But please don't stop there. Please then go to what is it that I would like to create? What is it that I would like to create? And kind of microdose yourself with that feeling. Yep. So if you're in a community or you're in a town where you feel kind of insular or it feels maybe even a little bit repressive, um, doesn't feel big enough for who you are now, right? Which I can clearly see might be the case. And so if that is true, then what would it feel like to be in an environment that is, is big enough to match you? What would it feel like to speak from the truth of who you are now into the environment of your family, right? And do so again with love, compassion, appreciation for yourself and for them. You know, they're not purposely trying to trigger you. Sometimes they are, but <laughs> they're typically not purposely trying to trigger you. But we can use every single element and aspect of that for our own growth, you know, for our own creations. Yeah. So I hope that's helpful. Hey, two-year-old grandson has almost inconsolable crying spells recently it is related to his premature birth oh is it related to his premature birth <laughs> you already said it yeah and the <laughs> thank you for answering your own question yeah <laughs> and the trauma that came with that or is it a current emotional development tension between the parents well it's all looped together right because anytime we have a trauma at any stage of our 
at any stage of our development and quite frankly, right now at any stage in any lifetime within our development. So it's a little confusing right now, but nevertheless, when we have a traumatic birth or even when we have a traumatic gestation, that's all imprinting, right? That's all imprinting. And so that soul makes certain determinations about that experience, right? So for instance, in my case, I was a force of delivery, right? And so I, um, I made the decision early on that you know, this might not be such a great place to be. You know, it's like they're going to pull you in. They're going to force you in. They're going to, there's going to be pushing and pulling and forcing and, right? And so it's not that that baby is consciously thinking that. But the imprint is, you know, at the energetic level is that, okay, it's challenging to get here. And if it's challenging to get here, it might continue to be challenging to be here. And then we move into maybe parents having their own challenges and going through their own experiences. And we can see how that particular story gets more fully embedded because it was difficult to get here. And now mom and dad are going through whatever they're going through. So yep, it is difficult to be here. And then something else will happen. And that child will say, yes, it's difficult to be here, right? And so again, what we want to understand is this is all imprinting. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken. Everybody who comes here gets imprinted. And I also want to speak to, it is so powerful, so powerful when somebody in that child's environment is creating another, a different kind of space for them to be in. So whether you're close to this family or whether you live, you know, thousands of miles away, when you think of this child, don't think of him as broken. Don't think of his family as broken. Go right into that space of it's safe here. Yeah, it's safe here, honey. You can be here. It's all right. There are people here who resonate with that energy of safety. You can resonate with that energy of safety. You're just giving this child another, another choice point. Yeah. And you'll be amazed at you know, we can all say, we can all look back in our lives and kind of go, thank God for that person, <laughs> you know, whoever that person was, whether they were physically present or somebody we might not have even known. But when they're physically present, especially, these are the people that we remember because they changed our dynamic about what was getting imprinted, right? So those first few years of life, everybody's going to get imprinted. How can we put something out into the world that is um, something that we would want everybody to be imprinted with? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Okay. This question is, I'm wondering about where my child comes from and incarnations here and other places and how that comes into effects with the struggles he has in this lifetime. <laughs> Far, far away. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on a second. We gotta track him for a moment. 
Okay, so um, he, let's just say this, he's from, he is from far away. He's not from this Milky Way constellation. Um, he's, so he is learning all kinds of things just by being in a body in this reality right now. Um, and one of the things that I think that would be really helpful in his case to say to him is just that you're not from here. You're not expected to look like everybody else and to act like everybody else. You're not expected to have it all figured out. Um, it's going to take some time. And I would also say to him, you're also more than capable of going to where it feels comfortable for you as often as you feel like it. You can energetically go there anytime you want. And so we're just, we're just going to speak to his capacity and we're going to speak to some of those vulnerabilities and we're just going to articulate them nice and clear so that he um, there's a little bit of stress and anxiety about figuring it out or getting it right sooner than later. And, you know, again, if we had somebody coming from a different world, a different reality, we can have understanding and compassion for that. It's, that would be really challenging. But instead of trying to make it easier necessarily for him to be here by trying to fix something. Let's just speak what's actually true for him. Yeah. Because the minute you speak what's actually true for him, he relaxes. He kind of goes, Oh, okay. She, she gets me. Yep. I had a conversation with a family not too long ago that I might've told you guys this before, but I think it bears repeating that this little boy, he knows himself, he really, he knows himself as a comet. He told his dad, he goes, I'm a comet, you know, so vibrationally, energetically, right? And this kid also would go downstairs and, you know, has to be up in the middle of the night, wants to be looking at the stars, wants to, you know, disrupting everybody's bedtime and all this other kind of stuff. And we just Sometimes when he goes to sleep, he comes back and he's screaming and he's overwhelmed and he's crying. And other times he comes back and he's laughing hysterically, you know, it's like, and so just very, very bluntly to the point, we just came up with a dialogue for him. Honey, I know that you're more than capable of traveling all over the universe when you go to sleep. And I know that maybe you end up in places that are really, really scary. And you come back crying. And sometimes you wake, you go into spaces where, you know, it's a riot. It's great. You love it. And you come back just laughing, you know, and having a great time. You're allowed to go into any one of those places and spaces you want to. You're allowed to avoid the ones that make you scared. And you're allowed to enter the ones that you're, that make you feel good right? And you're also allowed to sleep throughout the whole night. And he did. Yep. He just, it was the first night she slept 
through in her own bed through the whole night. Because we weren't just speaking to this small little person that looks like a little human being, you know, a little two and a half year old or whatever. We're speaking to the whole being, right? We want to speak like this to ourselves as well, not just speak to our, our little limitations, but we know the bigness of ourselves as well. So speaking to all of that. All right. This one says, Dear Susie, could you give any insight into the fear of being exposed, punished that arises when moving past fears and stepping into one's own work in the world? Thank you. Ah, yes. (laughs) Over and over and over. This is a loop in my reality as well. So um, hold on a second here. So in this case, this got, you might say, strengthened in your early childhood. But to me, this is something that you you came with. You know, this has been around for quite some time. And again, we have to remember and have some compassion for the fact that we are clearing like 12,500 years of stuff right now, right? It's all It's all available right now. If you're ready for it, it's available to be cleared throughout so many different lifetimes. So, um, so it, so just, as I just say to you, it's coming from other lifetimes that in in and of itself can help to, um, that, that in and of itself can help to create a little more ease. And then the next element of that is because that got re-imprinted um, as a younger child, you know, um, that energy also probably needs a little bit of your love and compassion, right? So questions that I like to ask myself when something comes up that's really impactful, really feels powerful as an emotion or as a trigger within me is, you know, how old is that one? Who, how old is that one that requires my support in this moment? And it doesn't really matter what the age is. Honestly, what matters is that you kind of go to whatever that age is and just maybe ask her some questions. You know, um, what are you experiencing? How are you feeling? Again, not to re-imprint it, but the problem that arose is that when this energy got imprinted in the first place, there was nobody there to show her a different way of being. There was nobody there who was setting a different energetic pattern. So she believed that it was scary to step out in the world. She believed that, again, it could go right back to some of the things we were talking about earlier traumatic birth you know it it can be it can be really anywhere usually within that first four years seven years of life is where you'll find this energy but the more you kind of go okay how old is the one that's having that experience and you just go right to her to be first be with her in that energy but second what kind of energy would you like to create instead you know, I'd like to feel so confident. I'd like to be able to step out 
and speak what my experience is. I'd like to step out and not have to convince anybody of anything, but just simply offer what I've come to know through my own life, you know, or or my own downloads or whatever you want to call that. So we're just sitting in that energy and reestablishing that with the little one who didn't get that feeling in the first place. Does that make sense? Hello, Susie. I have been feeling down, which makes it difficult for me to keep creating forward. How could you, could you take a look at what is going on and when is the best way to go about this? The feeling is that no matter what I do, I won't break free. Mm -hmm. Again, we have had lifetimes of being repressed, suppressed, um, not being able to break free. That has been re-imprinted over and over and over again. And so at this stage of the game, there's a little bit of a, a, a biochemical component, meaning that it's kind of gone down into the the biochemistry and so so sometimes something really gentle and easy like i mean it'll sound too easy maybe but a little bit of of support i would go no stronger than something herbal or homeopathic um just to give your your biochemistry a little message that we're gonna create a new environment for it. And once you've started to create that new environment at a biochemical level, then it's a little bit easier to start creating that um, mentally, emotionally, vibrationally, but it does look like this is, and again, no blame, no shame. There's, there's nothing wrong or broken within you that is you know when you say that you're feeling heavy or depressed or those kinds of things again this is imprinted information that is trying to be unwound so um things like i mean i like saint john's wort um i'm taking it right now um it's like i like that kind of thing you can also find a homeopath that could help kind of re reinstate a different energetic pattern. Um, but once you've started that, and once you feel that lightening up, then I would absolutely spend time, you know, honestly, it can be just a few minutes, but every day the consistency is what's important. And what does it feel like to live a day where mm, life is is easy life is fluid life is beautiful um where there's what does it feel like when you kind of naturally find yourself in gratitude for something you didn't expect yourself to feel that for um so yeah biochemistry first in your case um and and then spend a little bit of time just reorienting that this is interesting too, because I think not necessarily, maybe in this lifetime, but definitely in other lifetimes, it's like you were, there was a little bit of a distraction component. Like when the feelings started coming up, that became the focal point. 
And, and I completely understand that. I have experienced that pattern myself. It's just that at this stage of the game, at this time in history, where consciousness is in these moments, once we get that biochemistry kind of amped up a little bit, you know, reoriented a little bit, we literally can start re-imprinting something else so that that is the focal point, so that that becomes the default. Um, so yeah, that's where I would go. I'm going to read this question and see. Uh, there is a theme that continues to be present for me, which is that each of my young adult children perceive having been very wronged by a close friend of mine. I've been present for most of the happenings that they perceive as having been wronged. I perceive such happenings as preferences and interpretations of intentions that I see differently. I subsequently relay that they do not want these persons in their lives anymore. And because of that, they keep them in my, I, because if I keep them in my life, I'm not believing them. And that's incredibly painful to them. So anyway, she says it's a whole bunch of friends of hers and they, um, she keeps noticing this pattern coming up again and again. The, the gift of our children is that our children will mirror or not, not in this case, but, um, hold on a second. So there are two, there are two kind of pieces here to this experience. One, you um, have your kids speaking something to you that is bringing up something within you, right? And so regardless of um, they say, I say, that's not gonna that's not gonna neutralize any of this energy because now we're just talking um possibly we're just talking perception to perception right and so we're not going to change somebody else's perception just by thinking that they should see it in a different way yep so um but what we can do is, and what the real blessing here is, is this energy is bringing up something within you, right? So whether that is, you know, I don't want my children to feel like they're being harmed by my friends, or I, I just want my children to go along with what feels good to me, because then that's, you know, that feels good. Um, whatever those energies are, there's something coming up right now that even as we're talking right here, right now, I can feel it where we just want to be mindful of what does this remind you of? What does this remind you of in your earlier experience? Um, someone telling you something that is maybe hard to hear or somebody questioning um, just questioning your your surroundings or your it could be anything like that it doesn't have to be the exact scenario but some whatever you're thinking of right now it's already coming up I can feel it so whatever that is whatever that energy is is where we want to go that's what we want to really address so again how old is that that little one within you that's having that feeling you know what 
what was she experiencing? Yep. Can we understand that she is, um, she needs your attention. She needs your love. She needs your compassion. Yeah. She needs your ability to see both sides of the scenario, right? So that she can feel safe, right? If we, if we took it very literally, um, what's coming up is an issue of, of safety, right? And so there's some dynamic in that for that inner child, maybe, that was really looking at safety and, and being able to see both sides of the story was something that would have helped her be in greater safety as well. And so once we get to that place where we're letting her know, it's like, okay, I, we can keep you in greater safety. That's if this is about the inner child for you right now. Yep, we can keep her in inner safety, right? Yeah, the minute that that is really strong within you, then one of two things are going to happen. Either there's going to be a perceptual shift for your kids in that experience, or there's going to be a realization within you that maybe that environment or maybe that relationship or those circumstances really are not best for the inner child within you either. So we want to, we want to address that piece first, uh, for sure. Um, the other element is I'm a firm believer that we always want to hear our children, whether they're external or internal, whatever their experience has been, or whatever they believe that experience to be, we want to be able to meet that experience with as much love and compassion as we possibly can, because that's where they will feel safe. And a more often than not, we can't really offer that to them until we offer that to ourselves. It's a little more challenging to offer it out before we've given it in. Yeah, big hugs. It's, um, it, I can feel whatever came up during this conversation, all I can say to you is be loving and kind and compassionate to that, to her, to that one within you. Thank you. What else? Okay. I think this one ties in with the one you just did. It's okay. a little bit. I'm meeting an old dynamic with my sister who is 12 years older, yet I no longer seem to react to a, what I experience as her pushing her energy towards me. I release her behavior is I realized her behavior is not personal, but it at, at her, the it is at the root of her unhappiness with the aspects of her own life. Mm -hmm. uh, she she wants to know how they can come together and love her and be it at a deeper level. I have a question. Is your sister in a place right now where she actually wants that? Or is that just something that you want from her? Uh, yes, I feel she does want deeper connection. So what's beautiful here is you're already you are already in a place of not taking this scenario or situation purpose, I mean, uh, personally, and you can also notice, you know, that 
her own wounding, right? Her own, uh, let's say, imprinting instead of wounding. Her own imprinting, because that's what's happening. She feels, she does feel wounded, but she feels wounded again because of just the way she was imprinted. I mean, little people make all kinds of things mean all kinds of things, you know? So we're, little people are, are literally trying to survive, right? So you come into a family and it makes the most sense to follow the dictates of that family, whether you are just like them or whether you're not like them, you follow those dictates in order to feel a sense of belonging and come into your own and yeah, and survive. And, and thank goodness that that's exactly what happens. There's nothing wrong with that per se. So there is a space where she has maybe made herself believe that she is she's responsible for that imprinting in the sense that she's wrong for being imprinted. She's wrong for feeling the way she feels. Um, and so she turns an awful lot of that energy in on herself. And so gently and easily, you know, and as she is ready for it, first I would create, I would literally create a field of energy before you go and interact with her that is just a field of energy of safety, of loving kindness, of appreciation for everything that she is in this world. Yep. And, and really hold that space, really be in the space of how you would like to experience her and set that energy up and then go visit or make a phone call or whatever you're going to do. And then just give her opportunities when she wants them to speak to you about this. And one of the things I would say to her is that is that her imprinting is not her. Yeah, I think there's a way in which she believes it's her. And if anybody believed that their imprinting was actually who they are in truth, they'd be pretty devastated too. You know, they'd be pretty um, uncomfortable. Um, so I would set that energy. I would have the conversations with her when she wants to have the conversations. I would, mm, I would offer her your awareness of what was of support to you. Yep. Not telling her what to do, but just what was of support to you. Um, and just let her shift in her own time and in her own way. But creating that field for which for her to shift in is like night and day for her because this is the exact field of energy that she might have really appreciated as a child, but just didn't really get. All right. All right. This one is the integration that awesomeism individuals are talking about, the embodiment that they are working on. What is the best way to support them as a parent? Learning the bigger piece of that is is the people around them to bring themselves to higher vibrations. How can we support these beautiful souls? I'll say something fairly controversial <laughs> in this moment. Again, 
I absolutely understand why we want to be of support to these individuals. It's really, really challenging for a lot of them to be here. And we can also maybe also understand or put side by side what happens if we drop this idea that they need our help? You know, it's like the kids have said to me for years, you know, don't fix me. Don't try to change me. Don't try to get me somewhere that you perceive that I'm not. Just connect with me and be with me. Be with me as I am. Yeah. And then the byproduct of that happens to be, oh, I think I'll come a little bit more further into the body. Oh, my body feels a little bit more comfortable. I can regulate a little bit more easily. So, so right, right, right there. And I know it's like some minds right now, especially are going, oh, no, I can't let go of that. If I let go of that, you know, it's like everything's going to, you know, he or she will never never quote unquote get better he or she will never show up in the way that we know that they can and I'll never get to I under I got it you know it's like the mental body's going a little freaky right now you know um and so again we can appreciate that we can understand that and we can also understand that there is not a person on this planet that wants to be perceived as somebody that is a problem to be solved or somebody that needs to be fixed. You know, it's like if if I said it to any of you, you know, you, you'd recoil immediately. If I said, yeah, there's this problem you have and, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna fix that. You know, if we can get, just get you to do this, then you'll be okay. You know, I'll be okay is really what that means. Yeah. And so, we can have compassion for both. We can, we can understand that that's the mental mind what wants what the mental mind wants. We can understand that we truly desire from the heart space that these kids, that any individual, quite frankly, lives absolutely the best life that they possibly can. That, you know, you really want people to have a life filled with, you know, self-awareness and growth and joy and yeah capacity yep we we all want that for everybody and the moment we kind of go into that space of this is really what i want and here's a little addition when we're interacting with anybody that we are attempting to support I think a really good question for us to ask ourselves first is what do we what do we actually want for them? Yeah, what do we want for them? So if I come on this call today and I'm going to be interacting with all of you, my question to myself before I enter the call is what do I want for this community? What do I want for this population? You know, I want you to know yourselves. I want you to feel Go to compassion as your default first. I want you to understand that, that there's nothing wrong or nothing broken, right? These are the things that I want to 
if I could have anything for you, these are the things that I would want you to know. And then if I turn that around and say, Susie, these are the things that you want for you. These are the things that you want for you. And the moment you acknowledge that, you kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah. So anytime you're in support of anybody else, ask what it is that you want for that individual. And then turn that energy back around and acknowledge that probably what we want for some of the aspects of ourselves. And don't stop there. Give it to yourself. Give yourself those things that you want. And in doing so, you're setting up this energetic field that creates that as a possibility and a potential. That energetic field is going to give you all the ideas of what you might want to do next in support of this individual. Does that make sense? The energy is first. And if the energy is, I'm going to primarily, I'm going to fix you or I want to fix you, then you, can you see how that energy is going to be like? I mean, anybody who's descending and really attempting to orient themselves in this time, in this space, in this reality, with all that's going on in this time and space and reality, you know, we can imagine that if we're seeing the vastness of them, if we're speaking to the vastness of them, then that is much more supportive and helpful than speaking to any part of them that we might perceive as wrong or broken or, you know, because it's not true. <laughs> yeah. Dear Susie, thank you for the light that you are bringing to the world. I am feeling overwhelmed by the what I want to step into for me personally in a career, my relationship with my partner and my children, including one on the spectrum. How can I best approach all of this? Mm, I know it's like a complete reorganization, isn't it? It's like, and on the one hand, you know, how exciting, because that's what this time is all about, especially you know, especially these first few months of 2023. I mean, reorganization, understanding your bigness, understanding your value, bringing that out into the world, stepping that forward. And in that process, it's a complete reorganization, reorientation. And so one of the things that's just coming up just really loud and clear is to ask yourself, how is it that you want to go through this change, right? So you are changing, you already know it because you've got all these, you know, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. It's like it's a complete rebuild, if you will. So if you're in a complete rebuild, how is it that you want to rebuild? And, and just let's notice, are we attempting to rebuild in such a way that we're like, okay, I just want everybody else to go over there so I can go over here, right? Uh, you know, that, that energy can be there and that can be just an imprint. It's like, you know, the only way I get to go over here and be this, this new expression of myself is to dismiss or to, you know, disconnect or whatever those things are. And that might not be fully your scenario, but, but pay attention to what that dynamic is. So how do you want to go through change? And 
however that is, you know, it might be as simple as with ease and grace. It might be with um, confidence and clarity. It might be, you know, with love and compassion for those that are shifting and changing because you're shifting and changing. You know, that spending a little bit of time around how you want to go through this change, I think it's is really going to set the stage for you because once all this shift really begins to happen and you're already feeling it, it's amping up, you want to, um, yeah, it, all I keep hearing is you're changing the way you change. The way you do change is changing. Yep. And so we just want to give some awareness to how it is we want to make that change. Um, put all the elements in it. You know, again, I like to create a big sphere out in front of me. I want, I want compassion in there. I want love. I want confidence. I want value of self. I want, you know, I want to be, I want receivership. I want to be, I want to be able to communicate with those that are receiving and can receive all of that, whatever it is that you want to throw into that mix, put it in that sphere and step right in it. And just feel it for a few minutes. Reorient yourself to that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you're, <laughs> I can tell you right now, all of you, you're going to be throwing spears out in front of you and filling them up and stepping into them and then filling them up again and just keep going, keep going, keep going. So, um, yeah. And it gives the mind something to do, quite frankly, instead of focus on what might be wrong <laughs> or broken, which is just not true imprinted yes but not wrong or broken so yeah all right can you do one quick one sure <laughs> uh, uh let's see this person has a liberal tear in the left hip, hip and meniscus in the left tear in the left knee just any insights to help with so that she can help with her healing first off let's not negate any level of healing you know so sometimes we kind of go, well, I can do this, but not that. Um, this, is a, this is a physical, physicalized expression, right? And so we don't want to make anything wrong or right as far as wrong or bad, you know, um, as far as that healing process is concerned. Even some of the uh, medical treatments and things like that that are available uh, could at least be considered um, don't have to go down that road, but, but it's almost like anything that we're kind of in resistance to is kind of perpetuating some of the, the energy and the movement of that. Um, and so this is, I, I'm just going to say what I'm seeing and you can take it for what it's worth. Letting that energy come up that leg from, from the earth, come up into the sole of the foot all the way up into the knee and then up into that whole hip girdle and really really noticing what comes up for you as that earth energy comes up that leg notice if there's any place of um maybe like a bit of a pushback or a bit of a resistance there and it again it doesn't make that resistance wrong what the resistance is saying is pause here for a moment so, so we can reorient this space, 
Yep. It's not saying, you know, you're in quote unquote resistance or there's a block, right? A lot of times we go into a negative uh, self-evaluation anytime that kind of stuff comes through. It just doesn't do us any good. So let that energy come up through the foot. As it's coming up, it's just your little meditation. And you're noticing when there's even a little bit of a subtle pushback. And when there's that subtle pushback, you're going to just stay with it for a second. You're just going to be with it, love it, support it, nurture it, and wait until it wants to move, right? And when it's ready to move again, you bring that energy up a little bit further. Yep. And, just, and you're just going to play with that. Yeah. Not, not resisting anything that's attempting to come up from underneath, up from, from the earth, up through the leg and into the hip girdle. There's a, there's a new sense of stability or safety that's trying to work its way through. But my guess is because that experience hasn't always been your experience. When it starts moving like that and things literally start to try to rip themselves away from, um, you know, tear themselves away from. Um, so I would play with that. I would play with that energy and see what happens from there. All right. I think we're good to go then. Um, let me just see if there's any last minute piece here. Yeah, no, you guys already... That inner awareness, choosing what you want to experience, creating energetic fields to experience, placing yourself in those spheres, asking yourself questions. These, these deeper states of self-awareness are, they're like magic right now. I mean, it's, they're just such deep gold right now um, because the collective unconscious is really ready for so much change. <clears throat> and the beautiful part about that is that for those of us that are applying that energy, using that space that we're in and really creating change within ourselves, that's our, our change can really go kind of at a magical pace if we choose it. Um, just, easier on yourself instead of self-condemning yeah yeah sounds like an easy thing but a lot of times we just default to self-condemning so um yeah but maybe a, a little more love yeah yeah so on this valentine's day we'll end it with that how's that all right lots of love everybody i'll see you next time bye <laughs>